Calliope and the Yank are gonna rock your day All the way from England to the USA The great song debate from yesterday and today Calliope and the Yank are gonna rock your way Spreading the love, spreading the joy With the music we play But um, hey, what else do you need, right, man? If you got all those superstars to play with, you might as well play with them. Exactly. And you know what? That's a perfect segue into the one that I wanted to introduce because you talked about, okay, unless you play with a super group, it's hard for a drummer to have their own band, Night Ranger, Genesis. Uh, ne never mind. But my point is, uh, you talked about that. And so we do have someone on our list who went the other direction. He played with some super bands and he started his own group. Right, so are you trying to tell me to stop talking about Zach? Now it's your turn. At least you could just hey, do it. Hey, it's right? topical. I'm talking about a drummer. Yeah, but it's different. All right, I have finished, so I will let you carry on, Yank. Oh, that's very kind of you, sir. Go ahead. Just Thank you, Mr. Just don't talk too much, okay? <laughs> yeah, so, so this guy happens to be a drummer who is the son of a famous drummer. And that would be the son of John Bonham, Jason Bonham. He played drums on the Led Zeppelin reunion shows. And then he also formed his own band called Bonham because he wanted to put that legacy front and center. And this was in the 80s. So this song from 1989 is called Wait For You. And I think you'll notice some familiar sounds. But I, for this one, I was able to pick apart from the song where the drums absolutely just slam to the front and take your attention. So I hope you love this. 1989, Jason Bonham, Wait For You. Yeah, he had to pick somebody English too. And it's good. Yep, you know, that rhythm has got to be in your genes, man, you know, mm -hmm. to produce that, especially when you have a father which, you know, debatedly is known as being the number one drummer of all time, you know, along with Keith Moon. And I'm going to put Ringo up there too. He gets a bad deal on the drums, I think. He's much better than what people give him credit for. You know what? You I got to second that because of the traveling Wilburys. If you listen to our show that we did about them, you'll hear some really great talent. And he, of course, was one of them. Drummers, drummers. I love it. Thanks for picking a, an English person. Actually, I found a, well, an American. Well, I felt sorry for you because, you know, I've got a lot of Americans. All right. Have you stopped talking on yours? <laughs> Is it my turn again or do you want to carry on talking? 
I suppose it's your turn. All right, we're going to the ladies. Roseanne Cash. Yeah, man. Johnny Cash's daughter. What amazing superstar she is. Born 24th of May, 1955 in Memphis. See, I can talk American too. Memphis, Tennessee. That's right, Memphis. My dad is Ringo Starr, can you tell? No. <laughs> It'd be more like, my dad's Johnny Cash. No, can Liverpool. you tell that my dad's Look, Johnny I'm telling Cash? you, when you talk Liverpoolish, <laughs> which sounds like a disease, Liverpoolians, they talk like they're trying to be sick. Just so oh, okay. If you've been out on the beer and you wake up and go, all right, uh, I think I'm going to throw up now. I'm going to throw up all over on this yank, man. But anyway, getting back to Roseanne, she's a darling. She is a massive, big superstar, just like her father was. She is absolutely amazing in my book. She has done country, has crossed over her sex success to rock, blues, this gal can do anything. And the breakout hit, which hopefully the Yank will play you a little bit of, uh, is a song, uh, Seven Year Ache. Breakthrough song in 1981. And she's been getting better and better and better ever since. Go, have you got that lined up? Uh, or do that, you need some that help? That wasn't the song I had on the list, but okay, let's do that. Hang on a sec. I, I'm sure I can, I can do that. Let's ask Mr. Mr. YouTube. It doesn't matter. Any of her songs are incredible, I think. She is just absolutely amazing in my book. What was the name of that song? Seven Year Eight. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Uh, let's give it a go. Here's the official video. I will make sure this gets added to our playlist for Chip Off the Old Block. And you'll also notice that we started a new Season 7 playlist that'll contain all the songs from the season because we're kicking off a new season. But enough of me talking. Seven million views on YouTube. The official video by Roseanne Cash of Seven Year Ache. Yahoo! Uh, or not. I did click the Seven Year Ache. Uh, let's try that again. It decided it was Christmas instead. I'm like, no, we're, we're here now. We're not there. Uh, so you can edit that bit. Deciding sources. Hey! I'm going to edit out this bit where we sit through the ads. <laughs> Today, baby, you don't say nothing when you're feeling this way. The girls in the bars thinking, Who is this guy? But they don't think nothing when they're telling you lies. You look so careless when they're shooting that bull. Don't you know heartaches are heroes when their pockets are full? Tell me you're trying to kill a seven year old. See what else your old heart can take. There you go. Wow, her voice just puts chills down my spine. Blues, rock, and pop. 
to to be great in all those genders is pretty fantastic. And not only is she a great singer and a major talent, she is beautiful with style and charisma. And style, as I mean, is in hairdos, which I know about hairdos, yeah. being a hairstylist. And clothes, she's just carry it. And she fits into every year that she comes out. She is just amazing. And this is, a, and on on that note, this video is a great example of style from the 70s or early 80s. Um, and it's kind of funny because I don't want to dig on YouTube. They do a good job captioning. I actually kind of like Vivo, and Vivo apparently posted it. But I mention it because it starts off with a caption saying that this is all sorrow for, sorrowful music. And if you get to watch the video, it's brightly colored. She's on stage. People are cheering, and she's got a big smile on her face as she sings. So that's not quite accurate. You know, she has done so much and uh, produced so many wonderful songs. You know, we'd probably have to do a show just about her because the list just goes on and on and on. Well, another wonderful pick from the Limey, even though she was, well, is American. Yeah, please say is after is. this week with Lisa Marie. I don't know if I can take it. Oh, yeah. And but uh, Crosby, Crosby too. The uh, birds. That's uh, sad. Just to mention, though, I'll go ahead and play the song that I did have lined up from our list because it's a good example of contrast. She's singing that song about, you know, the guy in the bar and everybody going crazy for him. And it's kind of fun because it's it's a little sarcastic. It's very real. But then you get this other one where she does her vocals in a different direction. And I want to see if you can guess who's singing this song with Roseanne Cash. It's called Sea of Heartbreak, and it's from 2009. Here you go. All right, I'm listening. Sea of heartbreak, lost love, loneliness, memories of your caress, so divine. Back to your arms once more Come to my rescue great harmonies it's at the tip of my tongue i know it and i'll know it even more when you tell me but i just can't recall the name well here's the hint roseanne cash is in charge this is her song and yet we now know who's the boss <coughs> is it really yes bruce bruce springsteen bruce springboard <laughs> oh sorry bruce springsteen that's amazing yeah but great duo though man yeah. They complement each other. Great song. He really he really does bring that kind of sadness into his his voice when he's doing his part and they're duetting like that back and forth. Wow. She's just one of those artists that just put 
chills up my spine. I'm not quite as easy about the fact that she's lost in the sea of heartbreak as I was relaxed when Nora Jones was talking about drowning. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's because her heart was all full of wine. Uh, Major, major talent (laughs) coming from these people, you know. And who have you got up next up your Yankee sleeve there, buddy? I want to stick around in the 60s, kind of. I want to talk about another 60s legacy, a legacy of the 60s. And that would be... Well, you may be familiar with Bob Dylan. Have you heard about Jacob Dylan? Jacob Dylan was in a band called The Wallflowers, and they were popular in the 90s, but they had one particular hit song that really stood out and got a whole lot of play. So Jacob's song, One Headlight, I'm going to play that for you. It's really interesting. The video is all this strange imagery about it being cold out and and kind of sort of fits the lyrics of mystery but it's really more just his voice that carries all of this everything else is musically tight but it feels like jacob dylan is still trying to carve his own space in this song and not just be his dad so enough of my talking 1990 one headlight by the wallflowers with jacob dylan Great mate, Wallflowers, great, great band, great. He's, he's got a little similarity to his dad in his voice, but he, he's got his unique style too, you know? Uh, what a major player to come up from. And, you know, talking about that, how hard is it for these kids that grow up under the shadows of superstar parents and want to become stars themselves and how many people just compare them to without looking at them in their own style and ability and talents by themselves, you know? Oh yeah, the best example of that is that even though Ringo's kid was a drummer, therefore people were less likely to, you know, wonder what his singing voice sounded like. Think about being the child of a Beatle. Oh, incredible. But, you know, it's it's probably easier for them to come into the limelight having that last name and having, you know, wealthy, wonderful superstars to give them a boost in the career or give them a start. So once they get that start, how far can they take it? Um, have you finished talking? Or you well, wanna... no, I, that's the thing. Look back on that. We were just talking about the Beatles and the idea that 
if you're a child of a beetle, you might be expected to sound like them. And I think we both have someone on our list who goes through that dilemma, don't we? Actually, we do. And it's going to be so tough. And, you know, he started off with a bang in the 80s and he had maybe two or three what you would call major hits. Um, Julian Lennon. You know, and we, you know, we know John, of course. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I tell you, as far as uh, superstar siblings come in, boy, did he sound like him and did he look like him too. Exactly. But it seemed like he was never able to carry it on and find the right songs uh, to keep on going and to become a legend like his dad. Um but uh, let's let's hear it because uh, I'm sure all our listeners have heard of him before. But um, let let's play a all right pronouncing wise, Velotti. Velot. <laughs> let's play one of his major songs of the eighties, Velot. There you go. You don't pronounce the e. We'll take a lot of them. <laughs> I don't pronounce the E just because I'm fluent in French, but I'm not one of those people who every time I, I talk about a word, hey, we went to Paris. I don't say, hey, we went to Paris. Uh, and then you, we had a good time. Yank, I never knew that. Do you speak French in an American accent or a French accent? I can speak French too. You want to hear some? I'm not sure we want to do this, but go for it. Oh, chérie. This your dog bite. <laughs> that's not my dog. I swear that's not Pepe Le Pew, it's Peter Sellers. <laughs> it's not French. It's a French accent. I do, I do believe it counts. It counts when you are doing that, yes. Oh, okay, sorry. Julian, let's hear a bit from Julian. Velot. Or Velotti. Velotti. It sounds more French. Velotti. Velotti. That will be a very different spelling. Jerry. All right, Julian Lennon, we're going to stop doing this for you. 1984, (laughs) here you go. (laughs) Just incredible to me how much he sounds like his his papa. But you know, on Julian on his defense, even though he didn't make it into a major superstar uh, in, in the music industry, he's gone on to do such wonderful things with his notoriety and his fame um, in helping. Uh, well, white buffaloes and the Indian reservations, and he's done. Um, a couple of uh, actually little movies about that. 
it's um, it's kind of amazing to think the Beatles had so much money and so much power and fame and to when people have all of that and they inherit it it has to be really weird to just be rich by default and and over overwhelmed with never really needing to want for much and mm-hmm. yet generous people people with a generous heart know how to direct it and him doing that is just i mean the humanitarian stuff is amazing wonderful and well said just like his dad was all about give peace a chance and preaching ban the bomb and all that stuff uh he's gone on to help the environment and uh the deprived people out there which is wonderful he needs a pat on the back Absolutely. And can I give an honorable mention here? You picked Villat, and I think that was a really good song because it really does sound like a John Lennon song. I wanted to point something out, though, and I'd like to play a little bit of this because Julian Lennon had another hit, and I swear, as much as Villat sounds like a John Lennon song, I've always felt like Too Late for Goodbyes sounds like something Paul McCartney would have written. I love this song. It's a little closer to to Paul McCartney's kind of sound, though. Let me play a little bit for you folks. Give me a second here. We'll cue it up and see if YouTube is going to be polite. All right, I got to skip ahead a bit. There we go. You know, the great thing about that, I'm going to add that video to our playlist as well, because <laughs> it's it's a song about sad goodbyes, and yet at the same time, we're pretty upbeat. Okay. And if you watch the video, you actually see when he goes into that little bit and he's singing and he gets to that high note, it flashes over to someone happily dancing in a doorway. You're like, oh, oh okay, uh, I get it. <laughs> I tell you, that video, I remember it so much you know but it, it's reggae it's basically a reggae yeah. song it's got that reggae beat and to cut off the yank you want to talk a bit more or can i cut you off i want to mention that i do want to mention that if you tune in in grand theft auto 5 online you will hear that song regularly on the radio on the rock station Hey kids, time to go for now, but don't forget you can always find us on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and on Twitter, and you can stop by our YouTube channel where we've put playlists together of all of the episodes and the seasons, so you can let those roll and have a lot of fun reliving your memories with the original, full versions of the songs. We also have the website, thelimeyandtheyank.com, where you can go download MP3s of your favorite songs from Amazon. We really appreciate you listening to the show. And the most important thing to us 
is please keep sharing with us your stories, your memories, your favorite songs. Give us feedback. Tell us how we're doing. And please do keep tuning in wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again.